What have you heard about the Skirvin Hotel? Well, I've heard that it's uh, been around for a long time and a lot of famous people have stayed there, but it was vacant for, I don't know, 20 years or something, but um, we're here, we have this, our art center is right next door and, and uh, so it's beautiful now, but we've also heard it's haunted. I'm Sam Saxon. And I'm Joff DeRoot. And you're listening to Tales Unveiled, a podcast series where we explore urban legends. This episode of Tales Unveiled is sponsored by Oki Comics. Oki Comics Magazine is a quarterly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Check them out at okiecomics.com. That's O-K-I-E comics.com. What particular ghost stories have you heard? Well, uh, um, um, one of the people that is uh, real prominent in our, in our art festival was staying there one night, and uh, it was the night that she was named the Honored One at Red Earth. And uh, anyway, she, we, so we asked her the next morning, how was your night at the hotel? Oh, it was great, except um, when I was getting ready to go to bed, I laid in my bed, and, and someone sat on the edge of my bed, and she said then she looked up, and there wasn't anybody there. And so she says, I know that place is haunted because someone sat on my bed, but there wasn't anybody there. So, and then we have guests that come here all the time from the, that are in the hotel and they talk about hearing things. And, uh, you know, I think there were some basketball players that were with the uh, Oklahoma, came to play the Oklahoma City Thunder and they don't want to stay there anymore either because they've had some experiences now. But I've just heard that over the media. But anyway, I think, I do think there's, it's haunted. Uh, they say it's the seventh floor. What stories have you heard about the Skirvin Hotel? I actually haven't heard any stories. I just stayed here last night and it was beautiful and the beds are super comfy and we enjoyed our stay. What stories have you heard about the Scribbin Hotel? So we've had customers come in saying that they thought it was haunted but nothing technically happened to them. Um, I have heard a couple stories that the top floor is haunted. Um, Something about the owner pushing a woman out of the window, but I don't know how true that is. So I can't really say if it's haunted or not. I've never stayed there, so I haven't seen anything spooky, but we're not really too sure. It was a Thursday afternoon when I met up with the professor again outside the Skirvin Hotel. Downtown OKC was bustling with activity, including construction. The hotel itself had a towering red brick facade with gray concrete accents. There were a few decorative geometric patterns in the brickwork, but for the most part, it was just imposing. I'm here with Professor Jeff DeRoot, and we're outside the Skirvin Hotel. Uh, that's Joff DeRoot. I'm sorry about that. Okay. Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, so, kind of want to. You're kind of a history expert, so can you give us sort of the history of the Skirvin Hotel? Certainly, it's a stunning building, isn't it? Cutting edge, early 20th century hotel technology and construction. It's simply a marvel. 
The story of the Skirvin begins with its builder, Mr. Bill Skirvin. Uh, he was from Texas. He built up a fortune doing water well drilling. He went out through all the ranches in West Texas, making his fortune, decided to get into real estate, and built a huge development in Galveston Island right before the 1900 hurricane came through. It wiped him out, so he came up here to the boom town of Oklahoma City to start over. Got his business started with water well drilling again, right before the oil was discovered in Osage Nation. So he was right next to the world's largest oil reserve with all the well drilling equipment you could want. And he made giant piles of money, ridiculous amounts. Uh, decided to use that to get into various industries, including a luxury hotel downtown in here, Oklahoma City. He bought up several lots and decided to build a, a stunning seven story building. That wasn't enough, so talking with the architect, by the time it opened in 1911, had added on two more floors until finally topping it with a 10th floor full of uh, presidential suites and luxury apartments. Uh, that wasn't enough. Ten years later, he added on uh, three stories on top in the entire eastern tower, which to save from bad luck, it's not 13 stories tall, I was told. It's actually 12 plus one, according to the buttons in the elevator. It's had quite a, a packed history through it. Mr. Skirvin himself would sit in the lobby, uh, kind of watching guests come in. If uh, somebody he didn't like, he would uh, give a little wave of his hand and they'd suddenly have the whole hotel filled up. Uh, over with somebody he did like, he'd give a little thumbs up and now they'd have a drink ready for them, they'd get a special room, it'd be fantastic. Now for ghost stories, what have you heard on that front? Well, most famous is, of course, the story of Effie that shows up uh, in the newspapers fairly regularly through uh, the sports section and all the NBA players who have been visited by this. So famously, the hotel closed down in 1982 after the big oil crash, pretty much all of downtown Oklahoma City shut down. Sat vacant for 20 some years, and I've heard various rumors about people saying spooky things inside, but those could have just been hobos who got inside. Once it reopened in 2008 under the Skirvin Hilton brand, it started to get a new rumor. So on that 10th floor, which is where all the visiting NBA players come to uh, stay before playing against the Thunder, they've had strange interactions. And it's not just one or two, it's uh, players from the Suns, the Bulls, the Knicks, everyone. Uh, one of the early stories uh, starts off fairly gently. It's a fellow who uh, says he woke up in the middle of the night and uh, saw the bathroom door was closed, which he thought was strange since he had remembered vividly leaving it open. But he thought, you know, it's an old building. Maybe there was a draft or it fell sh shut or something. So he goes over, opens the door and finds the bathroom light on and the bathtub completely filled with water just to the point of spilling over. It was a very strange happenstance, uh, but other people have had even more interactions. Uh, several people have claimed to uh, have seen a uh, impression on the bed of somebody sitting next to them, feeling someone uh, petting their face and hair. Several people have actually claimed to have seen uh, what they say is an attractive young lady uh, who has been now nicknamed Effie. She appears uh, in the mirror behind them, or one guy said he was in the shower and she pulled the curtain back and jumped in with him. The legend is that this was Mr. Skirvin's mistress back in the 19-teens. Uh, he ran the hotel and she was working there and he liked her and she liked him and carried on and uh, found out she was going to have his baby. So he couldn't, find, he couldn't be found out as an adulterer here that would destroy a station in Oklahoma City society. So he decided to lock her upstairs on the 10th floor in uh, kind of a luxurious prison. The story goes that uh, the baby came and she thought that he was going to let her go. He'd send a check every month or something, but uh, he decided, no, you're going to stay here where I can keep an eye on this baby. But 
Different versions have different accounts. Some say that she was trying to escape by climbing out the window and getting up onto the roof where she could get out through the back stairs. Other people said that uh, she was so distraught that she just swaddled up the baby and uh, just stepped out. Either way, whether she slipped or purposefully, fell those 10 stories down into the concrete below. But there's a couple problems with this story. Yes, there are several. Uh, one major one is that pretty much the exact same story happens down in Mineral Wells, Texas at a hotel built there, except that it's the seventh floor and at one point the lady was chained to a radiator. The biggest problem with it though is the uh, hotel didn't open until 1911, three years after Mr. Skirvin's wife had died. So if he was had a mistress, it by definition couldn't have been a mistress. He was a widower, he's not an adulterer. So most likely not from that. So where could she have come from? Well the story goes that back in the days of prohibition, uh, the Skirvin Hotel was the place to come get a drink. So especially up on that 10th floor, top floor at the time, uh, whenever there was a police raid, they had to rush past the front desk and up the stairs. So the front desk would call you up and you'd have plenty of time to get rid of the evidence so you wouldn't be busted. Uh, there were a few people who did get busted for being up there. Uh, one guy in 1915 was shooting plates off the walls after getting drunk, showing off his, his marksmanship skills. I also busted a gambling hall up there a few years later. The main story behind that is, Having all these parties and being the luxury hotel in downtown Oklahoma City, they would send agents out to come find young ladies to come party with all of these rich fellows come, coming to visit the city. Uh, so the thought is that perhaps Effie's one of the young ladies still trying to keep the party going, and now she has NBA players to party with. But Effie's certainly not alone throughout the hotel. Uh, they say that Mr. Skirvin's daughter, Pearl Mesta, is also here, uh, skirting about through the different hallways wearing her big, elegant red dress. Uh, my contact has many first-hand accounts. When are we going to meet this contact of yours? Oh, Kyle's been inside for half an hour waiting for us. Well, let's, let's not keep him waiting, man. Well, you know, he, we couldn't be kept waiting because we're busy people, but okay. Well, let's, let's go get him. I was eager to hear more from Kyle, an employee, or more accurately, as I would come to find out, a former employee of the Skirvin Hotel. I want to state for the record that Kyle is not his real name and that he preferred we used an alias for him. Crossing through the brass revolving doors, we came into the Skirvin Hotel lobby. The renovations in 2008 brought it back to its original glory, with tile floors, red painted walls, and dark wood columns. The beams overhead had carved characters of famous Oklahomans. They kind of look like creepy goggles in my opinion, but that's just my opinion. The hotel elevator buttons did in fact not have a button for the 13th floor, but went from 12 to 14. Kyle. Again, not his real name, was sitting on a bar stool, his leg bouncing around as he scanned the room. Sam, this is Kyle. Hello. Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, ni nice to meet you too. Um, hey guys, listen, um, is it okay if we get out of here? I mean, uh, being back in here has given me a lot of bad memories. Yeah, sure, no problem. Where would you like to go? Um, well, we can go to the underground. If you just follow me down these stairs to the basement, we can get in through there. All right, let's go. The underground is not as spooky as it may sound. These tunnel passages are very colorfully lit and allow locals to get around downtown in comfort without having to brave the outside Oklahoma weather. Scattered around are a few restaurants, barbershops, a post office, and even murals and art installations. It's worth exploring. That's a picture of Mr. Skirvin, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's Mr. Skirvin's picture, all right. There's uh, that chair that sits right underneath it. Uh, 
That's one of the memories uh, that I talked about. It's sometimes that chair has been pushed out away from the wall, like somebody's trying to get comfortable around it. And uh, they've they've even talked about finding cocktail glasses and stuff underneath the chair, as if Mr. Skirvin himself have been sitting down here drinking. I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean, no one's allowed to bring any alcohol out of the bar, so <sighs> bad memories. All right, if uh, you guys will follow me, um, watch your step. There's, there's some construction down here. Uh, we're heading down to the underground. What are, what are those strange markings behind the tape? Uh, those, um, and just watermarks, I guess. I mean, there's been construction down here all the time trying to get rid of them. They just keep coming back. Tell me about your experience working here at the Skirvin Hotel. Well, um, I mean, it's a hotel, you gotta please people, but uh, I gotta say that I think you're wanting more of the, the weird stories, right? Yeah, that's, that's what we're investigating. Okay, um, yeah, the, there was, I wasn't here at the time when it happened, but when they were reopening the hotel back in 2008, uh, during the big reopening celebration, they said a, a little kid had, uh, had run through the lobby and down into the basement. Uh, everyone did a real quick check and there was, wasn't anyone's kid, so I mean, they looked and they couldn't find him. And I kind of believe that, because um, I mean, I work the nights and sometimes I would see when I'd have to go deliver stuff to people's rooms or stuff, I'd hear, I'd hear a kid laughing or I'd see someone like a kid bolt right across from a crossways in a hallway and I'd like try and follow to tell him to stop running in the halls and when I'd turn the corner he'd be gone. Tell them about the music. What music? Uh, yeah, the music. Uh, yeah, I can't believe I forgot that one. Uh, there's, there's the Venetian ballroom. It's up on the top floor of the hotel. There have been people calling at all hours of the night saying that there's been a big band music playing. We've gone up and checked, but there's nobody up there, nothing. Not even like recordings or record players or something. Not even like an iPhone hidden somewhere or anything like that? Not that we found, no. Just I, people calling saying there's been music playing. I thought I heard it once or twice myself, but nothing. So what's the strangest thing that's happened to you personally? Oh, oh, oh boy. Um, well, I think the creepiest thing was I was, uh, I was riding the elevator. I had to deliver something to a guest up on one of the floors. And as I was riding the elevator down, I, uh, I heard a cough behind me. And I, I turned and I saw the guy standing there, but he was weird. He was, he was wearing like, uh, you know those pants that sit up higher on the waist? And he, he was wearing a, a short tie, like what you see in those 1950s movies and stuff. And I looked at him and he looked like, I thought he was gonna ask me something, hadn't coughed, and he just stared at me. And I, as soon as I got to the right floor, I, I got off and just started taking the stairs. I mean. That was the creepiest thing. I mean, after that, I, I, I just couldn't work here anymore. Whoa, well, I thought, I thought you, you still, still worked here, man. No, just a former employee. Yeah, I, uh, I, I used to work here, but it, uh, uh, all the creepy stuff, to, I mean, I, I just couldn't take it anymore. It, it 
it gets hard to sleep when you, when you keep thinking about all that stuff. After we spoke with Kyle, I went back to the studio and made some calls to verify what was said to us. Good afternoon, this is Maxwell. How may I help you? Hi, I'm Sam Saxon. I'm with Tales Unveiled, and I'm doing a story about the Skirvin Hotel. I'm calling in regards to a former employee. I had recently interviewed him about his experiences working there. Oh, that guy. Excuse me? You're a journalist, right? What did you say this was for again? A podcast series? Look, man, I was a journalist myself for the Oklahoma, so I'm going to tell you something that I shouldn't tell you. Also, I don't want you to make yourself look bad, but he was fired a while back. Fired? He told us he quit. <laughs> what? No, nah, man, he was he was fired for pranking guests. He would lock people out of their rooms and knock on their doors and stuff. And, you know, he, he'd lick his fingers and then right on the mirror so that when people took a shower, creepy messages would pop up. Wow. Um, well, is there anyone else I can interview about the hotel's ghosts? Man, that's, that's really not something we'd like to talk about. There's some books out there that you can read, but we don't want to go on the record about the subject of ghosts. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Uh, thank you for your time. No problem. Bye-bye. I'm not going to lie to you, folks. I was pretty upset that the professor's credible source was a prankster. I wanted truth, and I got lies. But more importantly, I wanted the full story. So I called Darut into the studio where I played back the conversation for him. When it was done playing back, Joff sat in front of my desk with his eyes closed like he was trying to calm his rage. Then suddenly, he started flipping through his black leather-bound notebook. He pointed at a few pages and then slammed it closed before I could get a look inside it. He then took a deep breath before he spoke to me. I can't believe this. I'm going to give him a call right now, and we'll get this straightened out. Hello? Hey, this is Sam and Jeff here. We have some following follow-up questions for you. I actually just spoke to somebody at the Skirvin Hotel. They told me a different story. They said you didn't quit, that you were actually fired. You care to comment on that? Well, I, they may say I was fired. They, and I, and, but I couldn't continue working there anymore with what was all that was going on. Uh, they, if they want to say that I'm fired, then they can say I'm fired. But what, what specifically did they say I was fired for? They said you were pranking the customers at the hotel. No, uh, that's exactly what they would say. Um, well, tell I, us the truth. What happened then? Well, I'm I'm pretty sure they're talking about, because the one that I know that management got involved in and talked to me over was that we got a report from multiple different patrons that when they tried to enter their rooms, the chain across the door was already latched and that they couldn't get into their rooms. And I went up there personally and checked, and yes, the, the chain was across the door of their rooms, and there was no possible way that, like, 
they could have gotten in. There weren't any connecting doors to these rooms. They're all individual rooms. So I called maintenance and told them somehow the chain had gotten across the door and they needed to come and fix the doors and see about why the chain was. And when maintenance came later to check on those doors, the chain wasn't connected anymore. And there was no possible way they could have gotten into the room. Like, patrons couldn't have gotten in. I couldn't have gotten in. I mean, it had to be something else. And when I told them that there was, that I, that I was not trying to prank, I was not throwing pranks, I was not doing this on purpose, I was not, like, the bored guy at the front desk, that something weird was going on, and I started mentioning, like, the elevator and the kids running down the halls and stuff, they, they told me that I needed to stop that, stop making pranks and, and false claims because I was taking up hotel time and money. And, and I, I know what I saw. I know what I saw. I was there. I saw the door, and it was locked from the inside, and there was no way anyone could have gotten that door from the inside and been able to get back out again. There, so the, I had to leave the skirvin. There was just too much weird stuff going on, and it's, it just brought back too many bad memories. I, I, I understand you guys are trying to, trying to find out stuff about Oklahoma, but it, that's just too many bad memories for me. Is there anything else you want from me? I, th- I, I think we're covered. Yes, I think well, it's pretty clear what happened. I wish I could give you a definite answer, but I, I can tell you quite clearly that the, the Skirvin has got some weird stuff going on in it. It's got some really weird stuff going. Uh, I wish I could be of more help, but I'm afraid that's about all I got. All right. Well, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Goodbye. Well, obviously he was being framed by the spiritual activity in the building. That's not what I'm gathering. Look deeper than the surface. There was something strange going on at the Skirvin Hotel. We've been hearing mixed things. There was that one couple that stayed last night and nothing happened to them. But what about all those stories from the NBA players? That's published evidence. Those are people in the entertainment industry. I can see them making up stories. (sighs) When will people learn to value the truth? Okay, okay. Let's take a step back. Hmm. Look, I got a lead on some stories about the Tower Theater in the Uptown 23rd District. Let's go there, see what they have to tell us. Okay, that sounds good. I'm curious to see what they might have to say to support my claims. Tales Unveiled is a production of the show Star Now Studios and is produced by Dennis Spielman. The voice of Sam Saxton is Dennis Spielman. The voice of Professor Jeff DeRoot is Jeff Provine featuring Paul Evans as Kyle and Undrell Mahomes as Maxwell. Plus the voices of Eric Aish, Emily Teague, and Ari Amazi as themselves for on-the-street interviews. To support this podcast and get bonus content, visit www.talesunveiled.com. Today's advice is from Will Rogers. Don't let yesterday take up too much of today.